Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I say one Mississippi, there's a magnolia. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay, I want to welcome you to Super Talk Outdoors where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime. The world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi because we are the capital of the outdoors in America. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on Super Talk TV at Seaspire TV. Or you might be watching the show on YouTube or Facebook or listening on your favorite podcast. It's November the 20th. Uh, 2023. November the 20th. Can you believe 2023 is about over? That's, it's amazing to me this year has gone by so quickly. And it is Thanksgiving week in Mississippi with so many wonderful outdoor traditions playing out before our very eyes. Deer season in full swing. Duck season about to open. Rain coming. Wow. This is, uh, this is, this is the outdoors in Mississippi. I especially want to thank the title sponsor for Super Talk Outdoors, the foundation. The formal name is the foundation. Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. They're the only outdoor foundation that directly supports the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, separate 5013C from the department. And I'm really thrilled to know now that the, they support the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources here on the coast. So thrilled to hear that. Um, by the way, as I always say, the views on this show are mine, not those of the foundation. So when it comes to the outdoors and outdoors issues, uh, you can, you can count on me to say what needs to be said. Hey, listen, real quick, I want to, I want to tell you that I'm thrilled to see reporters across Mississippi that are focused on hunting and wildlife conservation issues. I'm a former media executive, former newspaper publisher. I can really understand how important it is for that to be part of the public process as it relates to managing wildlife. Caleb Sailors, for example, here at Super Talk Mississippi Media does a great job of, of sharing the latest from this show and from the work of the community mission for for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And I especially want to thank Hunter Cloud. He's a, he's a reporter for the Daily Leader in Brookhaven. And he's done a really, really good job of covering the commission activities. And uh, he did a story recently about two farmers who, who urged the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks commission to continue supporting wildlife, excuse me, waterfowl projects with the dumps, uh, duck stamp allocations. Um, Hunter's story about this was really excellent. And so if you're an outdoorsman or an out, uh, outdoors woman, I think you should care deeply about those who are shining the light on the public process of the commission and other activities in the state. And so if you know a reporter who is uh, covering wildlife issues in the state, let our team at Supertalk know about it. We we you can be found at, at Facebook or you can just call the Supertalk offices in Jackson. But let me know other reporters that are covering the wildlife process. Incidentally, the two farmers that came to speak at the commission meeting this, way, this week was uh, the first one was Cameron Dinkins. He's a farmer 
in Washington County. And the second one was Walt Rambo. He's a farmer in Sunflower and uh, Humphreys counties. I watched the videos, and I just want to tell Cameron and Walt, thank you for going to those meetings. They, the, the commission needs to hear more from outdoorsmen. So we'll be posting from this point forward all the commission meetings on the Super Talk Outdoors Facebook page. But I really want to encourage people to pay attention to what goes on at those meetings. And I want to also thank the commissioners of the Commission for Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. The work that you do is incredibly important. And we may not always agree with you, but we appreciate the time you put into it. And the work you do is extremely important. And we will we will honor you and keep the focus on you as we go forward. Now let's shift gears and move over to my friend, my good friend, Lake Pickle. You know him from Primo's Hunting. He's got a big role in Onyx Hunt, Hunt, and he's uh, just a, that's an app, and it's a good one. And then he also works with uh, with Open Seasons Properties, and uh, he's on the show on a regular basis. Hadn't seen him in a while, so it's good to see you, my friend. How you doing, Lake? Likewise, man. I'm doing good, but I know you're probably doing even better. I mean, I know how much you love whitetail season, and when I think about this time of year, you touched on it earlier. We're talking about when I think about like kind of the pinnacle of the fall. It's always right around this time because you have usually the colder weather's coming, food plots are coming up, gun season's coming in, duck season's right around the corner. It's like the the best time to be an outdoorsman in Mississippi. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, as you know, I, I was lucky enough to harvest a nice old swamp donkey eight-point, biggest body deer I've ever shot. But my son Jordan said, you know, Dad, with the water coming, you ought to get down in that bottom. There's a there's an old cypress break that's dry right now, but to, to, on one side of it is an open field, and the other side is a lake that's still got water in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got there, I was uh, going to position myself closer to the lake, but there was fog on the lake. So, by, by the way, the scene was unbelievable because you had about 10 or 15 wood, woodies that were just swimming in, in what water there was along the edges because it was 34 degrees yesterday. It was frosty along the edges and just big, you know, amount of fog. So I had to position myself a little bit more toward the break. And I had a I had a Primos tripod, and I set the gun, you know, what, that's what I would actually uh, set the gun on. I leaned a gun against the tree and i just sat there behind a tree looking you know upwind from me and um dude it was dead for a long time beautiful you know i was texting and whatever and finally i looked up and and here comes this whole swamp donkey walking directly toward me literally just walking directly toward me and so much so that i couldn't i couldn't reach for the gun he got he got about 20 yards from me and we did a two-minute stare down two minutes and finally he turned and ran and i grabbed the gun put it up he got about 50 yards in his bottom and turned toward me and you know obviously that was a big mistake (laughs) i shot it but look my i waited i waited you know an hour and a half for my grandson who was hunting with his father his name is brody and his father is keith williams and i waited for them to get down from their stand so brody and i could go look for it and that was such a special memory he saw it before i did and he said papa papa there it is and he ran toward it wow wow it's just you know memories man the only regret i has i didn't video the moment i wish i had videoed it but yeah. You know, it's that's that whole process after you, after you harvest a deer, or even if you don't harvest a deer, just the beauty of being out there. But the process after you harvest a deer, the celebration around it and all that, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it's. I mean, everything. That, I mean, there's so many ways, or you know, so many ways that can play out. I mean, I mean, I shot a I shot a doe with my bow back in late October, and uh, that was the first 
deer that I had killed by myself in quite some time, you know, because normally, you know, we're doing the video stuff or whatever. And that's great, too, because, you know, to your point, there's the camaraderie aspect of it. And so you shoot a deer with, you know, you turn around, you're high five and everyone's pumped up. But it had been so long since I'd shot a deer by myself uh, that it was I had almost forgotten that, you know, what it felt like just to be able to sit there and not have to worry about rushing off, not have to worry about getting whatever footage we needed. It was just soaking in that moment. And I was so happy about shooting that doe, you know, <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, I was, I mean, it was just a fun, beautiful morning. I got her out of there. And then, I mean, I made smoked sausage pasta for my wife last night from that dough. So, I mean, we're still... That's so cool. Hey, listen, my son Jordan was, speaking of bow season, he was near this area and had a buck at 55-yard shot. He sent me a note and said, man, I just toasted one. And as it turns out, it was was kind of, it turned and was going back up, and we think that the leg was down covering his vitals. So what happened is the the broadhead must have hit bone. It broke the arrow. The broadhead completely completely broke off the arrow did not penetrate and just a few drops of blood when i saw this deer i thought it was his deer and i was about to solve the mystery but it turned out not to be but uh you know he was he was he was so sad when when that happened because he just knew he had had done it but you sounds like that's something you've done before man if you're around well any kind of hunting but bow hunting especially you know i mean that's just something that you're going to run into i've done it i've been around buddies that have done it i've been video videoing and watched it happen it's just a it is a sickening feeling that i mean it's like i said it's an unfortunate part of the game but it happens i mean you can practice as much as you want to and things just happen sometimes yeah yeah it was it was it was uh, he walked over and picked up that he could see it was shattered on the end it broke literally at the broadhead it shattered a little bit of deer hair and it just fell and had no blood on the arrow whatsoever you know and so you know he you know, lived to see another day but the, but the reality is i thought i was going to going to absolutely just thrill him with telling you know showing him this is what happened to your deer but yeah we didn't we didn't get to uh, we didn't get a chance to to do that but listen uh, we got big rain coming. Food plots. We got a good rain about a week ago. Food plots are are really growing. We posted a video at Super Talk, uh, the Super Talk Outdoors Facebook page, showing lots of food plots starting to come up around Mississippi. And uh, you know, after all the drought, it's great to finally get a little bit of a uh, some some cold air and certainly some rain. That's going to make it feel like hunting again, isn't it? <laughs> I went and hunted with a, a friend of mine uh, yesterday evening and just sat a, a food plot with him. And if you were to go out to this food plot and just look at it, you would think, I mean, you're like, man, it's just bare dirt out there. But what's happening is because of that fresh rain, it's actually having some just early, early growth coming up. And the deer are all over it because, like you said, the mass trees aren't that much. There hasn't been any food plots, so they're just eating it up. But, yeah, like you said, it's it's coming along. People can people can can definitely feel that uh, it's a it's a big big celebration and then of course here we go toward Thanksgiving Happy Thanksgiving to everybody Hey when we come back on the other side we'll continue our conversation with my dear friend Lake Pickle We'll see you after this break.
I'm Jerry Lake, owner of Carter Jewelers. After 49 years in the jewelry business, I'm retiring. The entire inventories of fine jewelry at both Carter Jewelry stores must be liquidated. This includes all diamonds, rings, earrings, pendants, gold, platinum. Everything will be liquidated at prices up to 90% off for fast sale at both stores. This liquidation will create millions of dollars of savings on one of the biggest, prettiest, and best-made jewelry inventories in the world. Carter Jewelers will still have interest-free and no-credit check financing, high-quality trade-ins are welcome, Christmas layaways are available, all sales are final. Both Carter Jeweler stores are under contract to be sold, passing the torch to the next generation after the inventories have been completely liquidated. It's been fun. I love you, Mississippi. I'm Jerry Lake, thanking everyone for a lot of great years at Carter Jewelers. Located downtown Jackson, two blocks from the Capitol on High Street and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. Don't blow your top when you're dealing with your roof and gutters. Call Complete Exteriors. Complete Exteriors offers roof inspections, repairs, full roof installations, and we'll take the stress out of all the insurance claims. Gutters from common 6-inch to custom copper. We also produce all custom copper work in-house, from copper dormers and roofing to gutters and flashing. All sheet metal is handcrafted in-house as well. Complete Exteriors, 601-326-2755. 601-326-2755. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda super quiet generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient. So you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassles that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon, where we've been serving you for over 30 years with the finest in outdoor equipment since 1993. You mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleLease can help. How can they help? PeopleLease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my hr needs think of all the time we'll save letting people lease handle our payroll and benefits administration i'll be busy growing my business and letting people lease take care of the rest sounds like a good business plan with people lease let people lease mind your business so you can mind your own business call now 601-987-3025 that's 601-987-3025 or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors as we visit with my friend Lake Pickle. You know him from the Primos Outdoors TV show. He works with OnX. He also works with uh, with Open Season Properties. Uh, he loves the outdoors, and and as uh, it was a very you know it's interesting the way it fell on the calendar because I had Jordan Blissett last week and have Lake this week just the way it fell on the calendar. But Lake is uh, is uh, is someone who a lot of folks know, and he's found a way to make a living doing what he loves to do, which is you know kind of immersing himself in, in outdoor activities. In, in a way, it's a dream, isn't it, Lake? 
I there's still days that, you know where I wake up and just wonder how I ended up here. Uh, normally, you know, days like elk season or the opening day of gun season or when I went to go when I get to go turkey hunting with Brad or Will, I just catch myself sometimes going like, how in the world did I ever end up doing this? But I'm sure thankful for it. I can tell you that. I, I know you are, man. I know you. So wait, okay. Look, what is uh, what does hunting season look like for you as you look forward through the end of January? You know, I bet your calendar's packed. Yeah, it, it's getting it gets busier by the day, you know, because it's. I mean, you got to stay fluid with this kind of stuff. You get a weather front rolling in, or a good opportunity pops up, but. Obviously, uh, I mean, I did a fair amount of bow hunting in the early season. Going to still do some more bow hunting from now through the end of the season, I'm sure. Uh, but with gun season and opening up, obviously, I have some plans there. Um, I would, I'm really excited about what's sitting on the forefront of my mind currently is the waterfowl season that is right around the corner. I'm actually, you know, you mentioned Jordan earlier, um, my brother that I didn't ask for, him and I are uh, going to scout a spot that we're planning to hunt on opening day. Well, I shouldn't say scout. We kind of know that there are some ducks there, uh, but we're more or less pl- like trying to figure out where exactly we're going to set up. So we're we're getting pretty antsy about that because we're excited. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I have uh, I've noticed that uh, the Primos podcast is back up again, running with you and kind of kind of been there's been some gaps along the way but what i think what what i what i observe is that you're doing a great job with the podcast and they may find try to find other alternatives but at the end of the day they come back to you you you're really doing a great job with the podcast and i really want to encourage people to go to go look at it you got a you got a podcast there that has really developed a strong brand i mean well over a million downloads and uh, it's got to be exciting for you to be be doing that podcast yeah, we're so we're at two million now. We're we well wow. we're over two million, but we broke two million a few months back. Um, and so what's exciting is the one that just came out last week is probably one of the in recent years at least. It's hard to think back on all of them, but in recent years is one of the most favorite ones I've ever done. Uh, and it's someone that you've had on your show as well. I talked to Anthony Ballard about his about his uh, study on black bears and all the yeah. research he's doing there, and I was thoroughly interested in, in what he had to say and we're planning on doing more with him in the future yeah i enjoy having anthony on the show i mean he's a he's an example one of the reasons this show exists one of the reasons the foundation sponsors this show is so that we can celebrate the employees who work at the department of wildlife fisheries and parks these people that are these scientists and and biologists and others that are working behind the scenes we've got one coming on in the second half of the show today uh, keith mills is going to be joining me and we're going to talk about fisheries and crappie and whatever else but it's an opportunity to celebrate the incredible people who work at the department and Anthony's work with the black bear has been, it's incredible. I mean, you think about, I mean, black, we used to never see black bear. I mean, and now we see, we catch them on camera all the time. It's, 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 it's a hell of a success story in Mississippi, what they're doing with black bear. I'm, I'm so intrigued by it. And, and I'm now, uh, it, it kind of worked out going back to it being a smaller world than we realized. So Anthony, we went to, we both went to Mississippi state, studied wildlife. And then, so my wife, um, and Anthony's younger sister are still to this day very good friends. And so, yeah. and I had actually, I had interviewed Anthony on the show back when he was the nuisance species biologist and his name came up and my wife was like, you know, Anthony Ballard? I'm like, yeah, I know, you know, and so it was just kind of one of those things. And so I see Anthony on a more regular basis now and we're actually, if he'll have me, 
Uh, I'm hoping to get to tag along on some of his where he traps them and collars them and turns them loose. And then in the early, early spring, this is what I'm most looking forward to is when he does the den checks, uh, yes. which involves getting to hold like a two month old little baby black bear cub and like who in the world wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, you know, I can tell, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air to, to spend time with you because I can, I can tell that you just love being in the outdoors and you're going to soak it all up. And it's uh, the outdoor experience. I spent the last couple of shows just really talking a lot about just the outdoor experience. You know, the the storytelling, the the camaraderie, as you pointed out just a few minutes ago, the time in the camp together, the you know, the, the counting the blessing moments that you have when you're when you're in outdoors. Man, you for people who don't understand hunting, they they don't really understand what it's about, do they? So. Last duck season, when I think about camaraderie, I always I always lean on duck season because, you know, I, I can be – I not can be. I am ADD, and so that's one of my weak points in deer hunting sometimes. I'm fidgety and I like to talk. Uh, I was duck hunting with my good friend B.C. Rogers, and it was a – kind of a stale day little wind overcast which if you duck hunt you know those are not good conditions and i think the throughout the whole morning i think we maybe shot three ducks and we were in a very good area where i mean there were there were a lot of ducks around it's just a bad weather day which is super dependent on duck hunting so on that three duck day we laughed so much and we talked so much and we swapped so many stories and we we're sipping on hot coffee and, and his son was there who's just getting old enough to go to tag along with him and it's like you can't you, you can't recreate those kind of moments or i couldn't if it wasn't for hunting if it wasn't for the outlets that the outdoors give me and so that i mean that's what i think about you know talk we're talking about that subject that's where those moments come from yeah i uh I, my buddy Terry Waldrop, my son Jordan, and I were in a blind together toward the end of last season. We had a good hunt, but the scenery, the laughs, the the memories. I mean, it was we all three looked at each other and said, "Wow, is this not unbelievable?" <laughs> everything, everything was right. Everything was right. But I I I, I wrote this: uh, the Mississippi hunting traditions about bonding with family members and strengthening relationships. It's about providing an opportunity for generations to come together to share experiences and pass down knowledge and skills from one generation to the next. Trips to our hunting grounds involve storytelling and laughing uncontrollably. It's about teaching valuable life lessons and a respect for nature and instilling a sense of safety and responsibility in each other and our kids and our grandkids. And it's about a year-round appreciation for the outdoor landscapes and deeply understanding how those landscapes defined us. This is hunting. And I didn't say anything in there about shooting an animal. I, you know, it's... You know what I mean? I, that is it. I mean, landscapes, man, they literally define us, don't they? Oh, yeah. I, I was talking about, like I said, I, I was hunting with a, with a friend of mine yesterday, and uh, we didn't see any deer until probably the last uh, half hour of daylight. And my friend Joe, he made the comment. He said, you know, I'm pretty ADD in every other asset of my life, but for some reason when I come out here and deer hunt, I can sit out here all day. <laughs> and I was like, I get that, man. You know, I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, man, I was ADD too, to be quite honest with you. And made me a pretty good uh, CEO, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I was I tend to be real impatient. But, man, I can go sit in the stand. 
You know, like I was like Saturday afternoon, I sat in the stand. And I had twelve deer around me the whole time I was in the stand. I mean, they were frockling all around me. And then my buddy Terry went to hunt in that same stand. He had fifteen deer. Now look, <clears throat> excuse me. So Terry Terry gets up in the stand, and we can't reach him. And I'm saying, well, either he fell out of the stand. Or he forgot his phone, or he's covered up in deer. And it turns out he was covered up in deer, and he couldn't he couldn't text. But um, there's nothing better to be in a stand once you get in there, and deer start to come out, and they're in there the whole time you're there, and you can't move a bone. That's that's what hunting is really all about. Oh yeah, I, I love the moments when when you get deer close enough that you can. I mean, like you said, within within bow range, right? Yeah, uh, and they have no idea you're there. And you're just getting to watch them do what deer naturally do. Those are my favorite moments. And that translates over to ducks, turkeys, whatever it is. I just like being that close to wildlife and just watching them do what they do. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. So how's your gig with Onyx going? Fantastic, man. Uh, I, I, I've been, I've had so much fun working for this brand. Um, we've, I've had a lot of fun watching it kind of grow and, and the popularity of it kind of migrate this way down south. Um, and some of the, some of the changes that we've made to kind of be more, I guess not, not changes, but added things on to make the app more befitting to someone that hunts at a lease, a deer camp, a family's back 40, you know, just things that you can add to make it to where it's not, you know, because they were, you know, Onyx was based out of Montana. And so yeah. Montana, whether even the residents that have lived there for years, a lot of them are ended up hunting up these big swaths of public. And so just adding things to make it more translatable to a, to a hunter down here. Yeah, and enhancements to what is already great functionality, but then, you know, um, crowdsourcing could be a real opportunity there as well, just you know, getting lots of input. Hey, let's been a, Lake's been a great to spend some time with you, my friend. Likewise. I always enjoy coming on. You bet. You bet. Have a great day. When we come back, we'll, speak, we'll be joined by Keith Mills, who is with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and we're going to talk fisheries. We'll see you after this. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms likely. High near 74. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms as well. Low around 56. Your Tuesday, a slight chance of rain. Cloudy skies. High near 63. And a look to your Wednesday, mostly cloudy conditions. High near 56. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Hi, I'm Thomas Trammell, owner of Family Termite and Environment. We're a family-owned and operated business, and we care about our customers and treat them like family. In Mississippi, we have all four seasons and every weather condition, sometimes all on the same day. Environmental changes attract different types of household pests to our homes. No matter what type of pest you're dealing with, Family Termite is here to answer your questions and help find a solution. Call us for all your pest and termite control needs. That's Family Termite at 601-933-1014. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchard. OrchardRetirement.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Mississippi man is facing serious charges for allegedly killing a person in a Prentice County home. The Prentice County Sheriff's Department reports that 35-year-old Louis Patona has been taken into custody following a call of a shooting that had taken place at a home on Highway 4 East near Hobo Station. Upon arrival, deputies discovered a deceased victim's body that was lying in the yard of the residence. Patona is believed to be the killer. As a result, Patona has been charged with capital murder. His bond has been set at $2 million. A dozen human trafficking victims have been rescued and one person has been arrested following an operation that took place in Jackson. Attorney General Lynn Fitch reports that her office worked in collaboration with Capitol Police to execute the operation. At this time, the suspect's identity has not yet been released. Stay up to date with the latest news, sports, and politics in Mississippi by signing up for our free newsletter at supertalk.fm. I'm Caleb Sailors. How did Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impact rural broadband internet? In January of 2019, Governor Phil Bryant signed a law allowing our state's 25 electrical cooperatives to offer high-speed internet options. Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation lobbied in support of this bill to improve the quality of life for all Mississippians. Because when Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Y'all know that in Mississippi, we have some of our most fun experiences outdoors, especially during hunting season. Hi, this is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Each year, our agency provides services to Mississippians who have been injured in hunting accidents. Please remember, ATVs are not toys. Always wear a helmet, only have one rider at a time, ride an ATV that's right for your age, and supervise young riders. This hunting season, when it comes to ATVs, remember to ride safe and ride smart. 
I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. Just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no hurry, that's how life goes. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. It's a magical time of the year in Mississippi as we uh, as we <laughs> take this old truck ride toward Thanksgiving. It's amazing again that so much time has passed. But Thanksgiving, the tradition of Thanksgiving, the 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 time that families will be spending in the outdoors. What I would say to you is, uh, as I always end every show, stay safe when you're in the outdoors. I, I talk about it a lot more these days because because I'm sitting in this seat, I hear so many stories. And the thing that, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago when we had the safety show is that the accident usually happens to the seasoned hunter that drops his guard, whether forgetting to unload a gun or not wearing a safety strap when they're going up into a stand or any number of other things. It's usually the seasoned hunter that just got a little bit careless, a little bit taking it for granted. Um, you know, t- take a second if you're in a club, whether it's a family situation or literally a club, and uh, remind your members. You know, some of the basics. You know, make sure those those breaches are open when people are are in the, when they bring guns into the camp. I had my buddy Chris Guritz on uh, last year, and he talked about um, an a, a, a f- a un- unfortunate firing of a gun that happened that went through a couple of walls and hit one of his friends in the leg and you know uh, he he was okay ultimately after after a trip to the hospital and some blood bleeding etc but it could have been so much worse and too too often we hear that it is worse and so let's keep safety first as we barrel into some of the most important times of the outdoors life that we all lead whether it be duck hunting or 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 uh, whitetail deer hunting or just enjoying the outdoors so now let's shift gears and move over to uh, Keith Mills he's a fisheries biologist with the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks he's been there for more than 37 years and he's got a lot a lot of experience we're going to find out what the latest is in his world how you doing keith i'm fine so where are you sitting right now uh sitting in the office here at, where, uh, where, where, what location uh on this field station yeah well good good hey just uh give people a sense of what you do okay uh we cover about i think it's 14 or 15 counties in northwest mississippi including all the four flood control reservoirs well, it's three in a puddle now because Parker Butler is down. Uh, and um, we have a couple of oxbows, um, you know, private ponds, um, the public fishing lakes, you know, the CFAP lakes, community fishing lakes that are in uh, various counties up here. And so we, we, we get a lot of private pond calls too so it's always something <laughs> it is so you know it's uh you guys have as i've covered from from so many different angles the department of wildlife fisheries and parks have done a really good job in public lakes 
in, uh, in, in the private pond consulting that you guys do. I have a friend of mine over in Hancock County that has taken your advice, and man, there is just absolutely incredible bass coming out of his lake now. You know, he's taking out the size he needs to take out, and it's a bunch of them. And he's doing the, the fertilizer and lime the way you're supposed to do it, and he has built just an absolute masterful lake, and all from the advice of the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. But you guys have had you've you've had your your hands full over the years. You got plenty of to do on your to do list. You know what what I, I bet that during the drought we got some rain coming. Not enough. But it's good to know that some at least some relatively significant rain is coming. Um, we, the drought. I bet there's been a lot of questions of you during this drought about you know what people should do. Well, actually, no. Really? Uh, here in North Mississippi, we caught a lot of rain early, and the reservoirs filled up, a, you know, to a normal pool, no normal summer pool, a little bit over in some cases, except for Arkabutla, which we won't go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, um, we did have a threat of a of a dam breach on Arkabutla, and it had to be drawn down for repairs, and uh, it's still down. It's down. Uh, they're keeping it about. Uh, elevation 204, 205, uh, which is uh, normally its summer pool is is 220, and its winter pool is 210, so it's below winter pool. Uh, I hear there's a lot of ducks on there right now because that's all grown up to a grass and smart weed and stuff like that, but you don't want to try and walk in the bottom. <laughs> and there's, there's almost no boat access, but... Uh, we really, you know, have not been impacted by the drought on those reservoirs. Yeah. Uh, we we have um, had more or less normal water levels, and they're coming down on schedule, actually just a hair over rule curve, and they should be at winter pool. The, the lower three should be at winter pool um, December 1st. There's a lot of private lakes that wish they could make that claim. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, there's the the private lakes. You know, people are calling and said, you know, me and complaining that their pond is low. And I'm like, has it rained? <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't connect the fact that that you know these watersheds are are ponds that fill up from rainfall, and you have to have you know 10 to 15 acres of uh, watershed per acre surface acre of water in order to maintain that uh, water level. And if you don't get the rain, uh, you know, it goes down. And, you know, I got a small pond on my place and right now it's more like a puddle. So, uh, I could, I could wade across it if, if I didn't want to sink up to pass my knees. But, you know, it's a lot of people got ponds like that right now. Yeah, I was uh, I was over at um, uh, my fr- my friends on a piece of property near a piece that I lease, and it's a great, really great duck habitat. And they turned the pumps on, I want to say two over two weeks ago. And because there's usually water in this bottom, it, you know, usually it fills up pretty quickly. And I was looking at it yesterday, and it's starting to come on up. But man, that pump's been rent running nonstop now for over two weeks, and it's got a long way to go. You know, I, I think that tells the story across the state. Um, so when you go into a, a private lake, you know, what's some of the advice you give private owners? Well, uh, first off, I ask them what what they want from the lake you know they're managing for just a balanced fish population do they like to catch big brown do they want just big bass so we we want to get their 
you know, management goals in mind to make our recommendations. Then I, I kind of floor because I always ask them how much time and money they're willing to invest in it because, you know, it, it, most folks just think that, you know, fish and fishing are free and there's, no, you know, God just puts them out there and everything is good. But, uh, uh, you know, it's like anything else, whether it's your lawn or your garden or, you know, a crop field, you get out of it what you put into it. Uh, you know, if you let the weeds grow and you, uh, you know, never fertilize it, uh, you know, your garden's not going to do too good. Uh, so it's the same sort of thing. Uh, it's management. And uh, we go, we, most of the ponds, and I will say probably between 80 and 90% of the ponds we look at anymore are overcrowded with bass. And so, you know, that's, the larger the pond is and the fewer the folks fish it, the more challenging that is to try and turn around uh, because, you know, you, you're going to have to get your bass numbers in uh, proportion to the number of brim in there so that they can, you know, the, the bass can grow normally. Uh, otherwise, they're chasing around little bitty just hatched brim and they don't get much out of them, so they don't grow, gain much weight. Uh, you know, like uh, we we take bite out of stuff, but you know, bass eat them whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell people, you know, if I took a handful of peanuts, <clears throat> threw it out over a football field, and challenged you to go find them, and and you know, maintain the same weight, that's basically what what a bass is having to do. And I said, but if I threw out you know a handful of ham sandwiches. Of course, you have to buy them, but you know, you buy one or two sandwiches, and you'd be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there. That's that's actually a really, really good analogy. You know, if you look back on the summer, the lakes that you guys have responsibility for us, how, how did those lakes perform, with the exception of that one? Uh, they performed all right. Uh, you know, we're getting a lot of uh, fishing pressure. Uh, pressure is, and you probably, I don't know if you noticed on that podcast you're talking about. Pressure is a function of acreage. When your acreage goes down, you know, we've measured fishing effort, which is total hours of people out there fishing. And pressure is hours per acre. So, you know, we have our, like our community assistance ponds, we've done some studies on those. And they may have 50 times or more the fishing pressure in terms of hours per acre of, say, Sardis Lake. Yeah. Hey. So look. By the way, this uh, this this podcast that Keith mentioned was a crappie podcast, and I learned some interesting facts about crappie that I did not know from that podcast. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the crappie specifically. Mississippi's had tremendous success with the crappies, and uh, so it's a really great uh, success story for fisheries biologists at the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with fisheries biologist Keith Mills. We'll see you after this. Land called home I breathe Mrs. 
Hey, this is Will with Service Specialists. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialists has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at servicespecialistltd.com. That's servicespecialistltd.com. Service Specialists, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Service Specialists with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Oxford, and now open in Columbus. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. If recent hailstorms have invited Lurk the Leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, Lurk the Leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit LoseTheLeak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. Hi, this is Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. At Two Men in a Truck, we've added a new service option to our brand, junk removal. Whether you're deep cleaning, renovating, or staging your home to sell, our Two Men in a Truck junk removal option is perfect to get the job done. Our professionally trained moving and junk removal teams will load and haul away your unwanted junk for you. Visit twomenandatruck.com to learn more and get a free junk removal quote. That's twomenandatruck.com. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. 
arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. As I was uh, coming out of this segment, I, I thought about my buddy Cal Curley, who we conceived during Super Talk Outdoors and through my other show, the Ricky Matthews Show. Cal Curley is the man. He's the producer of this show. And I always say about Cal that you can set your clock to him, that he's always here. He's Johnny on the spot doing this show. He's a talented guy. He does you know, information services. He does operations. He does... He does music in the Superdome during Saints games, you've heard me say before, but he is the man. Hey, Kyle, thank you so much for what you do to support me, my friend. You bet. Not a problem. My pleasure. Yeah, he's uh, he's a guy. He loves to fish, I might add. He loves to fish. Uh, so let's get back over to our friend Keith Mills, who's been with the department over 37 years, the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. He's a fisheries biologist. And as I said in my my uh, conversation with Lake Pickle a minute ago, and I say just about every week, you know, I love celebrating the people who work for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. The work that they're doing is um, so important for generations to come. I mean, they, what they're doing is leaving a legacy. And Keith, you know, you've been doing this a long time, but you really appreciate and understand what it means to do the work that you do and what it means for our kids and our kids' kids and and why that's important, don't you? Oh, sure. Um, You know, we've tried to create a a situation where we are maintaining a, a crappie population that people have come to expect in this area. Um, we have done that through, well, I have, I have been involved with that long enough that, you know, when I started, we had a, you know, 50 fish statewide limit on crappie. And, um, you know, we were just getting started with the, uh, crappie thon back in the late 1980s. And, you know, just as time has evolved, um, crappie fishing has evolved. Uh, I never thought folks would be, copy fishing out of $80,000 boats with thousands of dollars of accessories coming hundreds or thousands of miles to come fish for crappie. Uh, that used to be pretty much a John boat and a, and a, and a skull and paddle kind of thing. Uh, and it is, it is really, um, you know, become very mainstream, just like bass tournaments and all that kind of thing. People want to catch the slab, man. I mean, come on. You guys have done a good job of creating those, haven't you? Well, we have. So far. (laughs) Not so far. It's kind of an arms race. You know, the the fishing technology gets better, and and we have to try and match that with our regulations to to try and maintain that that, uh, level of uh, fishing success and and it is challenging hey was it, it was good to learn that before we started the show that you had actually spent some time down at gulf shores when you were in school and you'd been involved in speckled trout tagging programs and of course we've had speckled trout tagging programs here for many years was involved in the cobia tagging program dr jim franks who in fact i need to get him on the show what he's learned about cobia through his tagging program is incredibly important to that particular fisheries 
I was so interested to learn that on the on the research that you guys have done around crappie, I, when I think of a crappie, I think of one that's going to be in a school and kind of hang out in a, in a really similar area. But you know, your your tagging program has shown that a crappie will swim as far as ten miles. I just you know, I can think of a cobia doing that out in the open ocean, but as you pointed out during the break, you were, uh, you know, it's an open lake and, and they're going to follow the fish. But 10 miles, that was a big surprise to me. Well, my uh, my roommate when I was at Auburn, um, he had, uh, we were involved in a pond management company for a while before I came here to Mississippi. And he had one of our clients ask when we stocked some fish in the lake, you know, from, from their dock. Says, well, are they going to find their way around the lake? And he just looked at them and says, well, a fish doesn't have anything to do all day but swim. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, you, when you think about it, that's they're, they're looking for the appropriate habitat. They're looking for food. They're looking for, uh, you know, a place to, you know, settle down. But some fish don't settle. Uh, you know, bass, there's some bass that tend to stay in one place, and so there's some bass that scoop. And with crappie, generally your uh, white crappie are more the open water schoolers than the black crappie are. They tend to be more associated with vegetation and cover, uh, whereas white crappie tend to be more open water, what we call pelagic. Uh, and so they're they're out there following the bait fish schools. And, you know, when we're doing creel surveys and we pull up on the boat, we can almost tell what they're going to have in the live well based on where and how they're fishing. Because if they're, say, trolling open water, they're primarily, primarily going to have white crappie. But if they're anchored down over, say, some brush tops, we're, they're going to almost invariably have black crappie in the, in the live well. Yeah, that's so, that's so interesting. That's so interesting. Listen, we're out of time for today, Keith, but it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you. Oh, no problem at all. Thank you. Have a th- great Thanksgiving. We'll see you next Monday. And as I said at the beginning of the show, stay safe when you're in the outdoors. God bless you, and uh, have a great day. Talk Mississippi Media Production.